welcome. Happy Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. It's a rainy day. You know what? It rained most of the last 24 hours. Well, I not constantly, but rain here in, in Arizona is always celebrated. But the lack of sun, the sun hasn't shined in like two or three days. Starting to make me a little stir crazy. Uh, so if I sound a little melancholy today, that that's going to be that's the reason I'm giving it for it's the lack of sun. And uh, but I love the rain, so let it keep raining. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website, which I know it went down again yesterday, late late yesterday afternoon. Uh, was back up yesterday night, last night. Uh, there was a, the, the people that host our website, the folks over there, they made some changes to their code, which somehow affected our code. I don't know. Here's what I'm being told. Hopefully it won't happen again. <laughs> if it does happen, we'll get it right back up. But I think they are seemingly telling me that they think they've got it all figured out and, and hopefully uh, it won't happen again. So if you noticed that yesterday, I apologize. Uh, back up again today. We, we're Here's what I'll, I'll say. This. It got better. It took almost 24 hours the last time it went down. This time uh, they had it back up uh, in, in a much quicker fashion. Uh, but they think now the... Uh, the changes in the code are, are done here. And then really, not that you need to know it, but I feel like I have to explain it. So there's uh, the, the, the company that hosts the site. Then we have another company where we, how we make changes to the website. You know, every, you know, put up the new articles and the new videos and all that stuff. That's another, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, another company. And so what happened was the, the hosting company, they made a change in their code. And then yesterday at about, I want to say about 2 o'clock Arizona time, the company that we used to update the site, they made a change, probably to reflect the change that the, you know, you see how it goes. Anyway, uh, hopefully we've got it all fixed, allamericangold.com. And uh, we'll just keep adjusting as it happens here. But I think we're, I think we're through it. Uh, but I'm not promising anything. I'm learning now. I'm getting better at not promising. Uh, but having said that, I have to share with you uh, something that happened at my house at about 9.15 last night. So as as you guys know, uh, my wife and my two boys, my older son, uh, he's taking his official visit uh, to, to Lake Forest where he's going to play football in college and and my younger son's going to go. You know, we figured that would be a good experience for him. And they're going to spend the weekend in Chicago and do all that kind of stuff. And I get to come and, and yeah, keep the keep the lights on here. So as we're we're getting ready, you know, and and just so you know, nine o'clock is like my bedtime. <laughs> Right? I know it's sad, but I'm like I like to you know not that I'm asleep yet, but I'm usually in my bed and got the TV on and and I'm all upset at the Olympics because all the shows I like to watch aren't on now because you know the Olympics are on, so I've got nothing to watch. Uh, but but outside of that, uh, my wife was you know doing laundry, doing stuff, you know getting ready to pack clothes and and all that stuff. And I hear this conversation happening. And you know how you can tell that it's, okay, wait, you know, just by the, 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 
the tone of the voices that, hey, this isn't, hey, Ma, can you make me something to eat conversation going on. You know, and I, I hit the... I hit the the mute button on the TV because I'm I'm fat and lazy and I don't actually want to get up to see what's happening, but I want to be able to hear what is happening. And long story short, I, I couldn't quite make it up, but I knew something something involving my younger son and my wife was was occurring. Couple of minutes passed, and my wife comes in the room and she says to me, "You're not going to believe what I just heard." And I'm like, oh, boy, right? I'm going to have to get up now and, and go uh, deal with so That's what I'm thinking, right? I'm going to have to get, you know, light a fuse under one of my kids' backsides. And my wife tells me that my younger son had been chosen by the school to participate in the state math competition, which is today. And uh, the, our flight to Chicago doesn't leave until tonight. And somehow he was he was thinking that he was going to get out of it. We actually had no idea that he had even been chosen. And come to find out, I don't know, somehow, you know, social media, the kids and the texting and this and that, and, and I don't know if the teacher, somebody got a hold of my wife and said, hey, you know, and long story short, yes, my son will be participating in the state math competition. And, and I just find it funny because he's a very bright kid. And again, I had nothing to do with this. Uh, and he is a geek at heart. Me and my wife, we, we, you know, we talk about it, uh, you know, in our room or privately. You know, we are, we are an athletic family. Sports are important to me, and my kids love to play them, and they're good at them. But he he's much happier being a geek, right? You know, he just is. Uh, but he doesn't want anybody to know it. And, he, you know, he's got to protect his reputation. And so he didn't even tell us that he had been selected to participate in this. And I just was, I'm just looking at my wife and going, man, did, and I, of course, now I'm feeling guilty because I'm a big, you know, I'm the, I'm the sports, you know, big sports guy and I, and and a lot of obviously I want them to do well in school uh, but yeah didn't even want to tell us that uh, well I hope I hope he goes in there and whoops him you know what you know come up with some theory maybe he can help me fix our internet problem that'd be wonderful Patriot Radio News Hour we'll be back right after this 800 uh, yeah, those are the things that I deal with at my house. So I don't. Of course, obviously the incident in Florida, you, you can get that somewhere else. I'm not. I don't even want to address it. Uh, obviously, another terrible tragedy that could have been and should have been avoided. Uh, but not, nonetheless, uh, getting back to what we do, we had a very, very interesting day yesterday. Right, we had. The consumer price index uh, and retail sales, uh, which gave the inflation, really the stagflation that I've been talking about, uh, much hotter than expected on the inflation side. Retail sales caught 
everyone off guard because it went negative. Then a big revision uh, to the December numbers as well. Today we got the other side of it, uh, which is the producer prices. So that's going to be, you know, your companies. Uh, what are they paying for the same amount? You know, let, you know, as an example, let's just say you made, I don't know, you made seatbelts, right? And that's what you do. That's what your company does. Uh, you got to pay a certain amount to get the products to make the seatbelt. Did those, uh, are the cost of those products rising? Uh, and the number came in also very hot. Uh, producer prices accelerated in January. Uh, up four-tenths of a percent, and that was even after excluding uh, the food and energy, you know, they don't like that, was still up four-tenths of a percent. And here was the problem, just like in the CPI, it was across all levels. So uh, it, uh, a part that makes this a little different, a lot of times when we get a, a hotter number or even a, a, a cooler number, there's there's something in there that distorted it. In other words, there, well, there's a big spike in the price of this, or there's a big price in the spike of that, and, and you can kind of say, well, it was a one-off, right? That's not going to continue. That's not what we saw in either one of these reports. But what made this one also interesting was not only did the prices paid rise, but then the prices received fell. That was really another important part of this. You know, you'll get the headline, oh, you know, hotter than expected inflation and this and that. And it's worse than that because they didn't get more money for what they were selling. And again, that's a stagflationary thing. I, you know, one month doesn't make a trend. Also, though, the other part of this one, they went back into industrial. So you had producer prices, then you had industrial production. So we had another two port, uh, uh, two reporter. So yesterday it was CPI, right? Inflation and core inflation hot, retail sales cold. Today we had producer prices hot, and inside of that, uh, producers what they were getting paid for their products cold. Then we got the industrial production number. So this is the. Uh, manufacturing story for for a simplified version. U.S. factory output was flat in January, and then just like they did with retail sales, they went into December and they ju- they they knocked that number down by over fifty percent. Uh, so a big a big uh, a big gain that was reported in December turned into a flat. Uh, then January comes in and was flat again for the second straight month, uh, raising questions about the manufacturing outlook. Uh, production dropped in aerospace, plastics, and the food industry. Uh, they were expecting a three-tenths of a percent gain, and that three-tenths of a percent gain was assuming that the gains from December actually held up. So uh, it actually was a little worse than that. Matter of fact, overall production for January actually was down a tenth. Uh, 1% decline in mining output. Uh, we'll have to keep our uh, our eyes on that, I think, uh, and we'll have to see, C2 crude oil is going to be another one of those important factors in that as well. So those were the, the big numbers that came out 
today. Yesterday, gold finished the day up over, what was it, $23, $24 yesterday. Uh, right now, today, gold, gold's down 2 bucks. or, well, it depends. Kitco's got it up, uh, closed to close in New York. I've got it down. Either way, gold's 1300 and fifty one dollars in change we'll round it up call it thirteen fifty two uh silver uh, had a big big day yesterday matter of fact silver was up uh, i think like three percent yesterday uh but silver's at sixteen dollars and seventy cents right now the dow had been higher by a couple of almost two hundred and fifty points earlier uh came all the way back actually went negative for a brief uh brief little bit right now it's flat uh, the Dow is flat as everybody's trying to figure out what it, what's going to happen. Uh, all eyes on the 10-year note. The 10-year note got to 294. Uh, that was the highest level. It's down now. It's down off of that, uh, down at 289. But it, it, it's hit a, we got a new high there of 294. Uh, really, we'll be watching what the Federal Reserve has to say. We are closing in. A few three weeks away from a Federal Reserve meeting, still no real comments out of Jay Powell yet. So the new Fed governor uh, hasn't made any comments, and, and we're kind of left to try to figure out uh, which way these markets are going to head. Uh, then on top of that, so we already got higher inflation. Then the health care uh, healthcare spending projections came out from the government late yesterday afternoon. Healthcare spending in the United States is projected to rise 5.3% in 2018 and will rise on an average annual rate of 5.5% every year from 28 or I'm sorry every year from last year 2017 all the way up through 2026, and of course these are uh, Medicaid costs for the U.S. government. These are also costs uh, for the consumer, your co-pays, any of your prescription drug payments, and all of those things. They say the primary drivers of the increased spending. That's one way of of calling it something, you know, increased spending, right? Uh, I mean, things are going to cost you more. You're getting too old. Okay, let's, you know, the aging population, that's the problem. Uh, that will increase enrollment in Medicare health insurance programs for the elderly and the disabled. A climb, and, you know, it used to be, and, and I'm just throwing that out there when there was more people didn't the cost go down right when you had more people in that was kind of the thought of obamacare well well, if we got all these people that didn't have insurance if they got insurance the cost would go down that doesn't really work that way when it comes to 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 medical stuff does it a climb in the prices of medical goods right you kind of like the producer prices hey things are just costing more uh a climb in the price of services, right? Hey, the doctor would like to make a few bucks too, you know. And, and I'm just, just reading the report. And more disposable personal income. That's the problem. <laughs> See, it's going to cost you more. Because-
because they think you're going to make more money. But isn't that a kick in the you-know-what? <laughs> you know what? I got We can now charge them more because they got a few more bucks. Whether you do or not, who knows? They said overall health care spending will rise 5.5% annually and will comprise 19.7%. Let's just round it up. 20% of the U.S. economy by 2026. If you think about... What is going? What this is going to do uh, to the size of the deficits? Obviously, Medicare, Medicaid, a huge piece. And just by the government's own little data research here, fifty-five percent increase in those costs between now and twenty twenty-six. And we're already—I mean, we're already spending well over a trillion dollars a year on it. So you can kind of see what the problem. They say that health care spending is projected to reach almost $6 trillion. Prescription drugs are expected to see the fastest annual growth over the next decade. Right, of course. Right, the thing that's going to hit us the hardest. Uh, average 6.3% a year. And I could go on about why we pay more than everybody else. I'll give you the short version. And you know what? The tax cuts didn't fix it. The drug companies charge the United States more for drugs than any other country on the in the world on purpose. Because that's how they, they fund all of their research and development. Yeah. In case you didn't know. And, 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 and I hope you do know. You do know that. That's And we allow it. Here's the funny part. We allow it. And I, when I say we, our elected officials, they allow it. We can put our foot down. Hey, ah, you're going to give us the same price you give Mexico. You're going to give us the same price you give Canada or any of these other countries out there. Right? Make them flip the bill. No, but they, this is our little arrangement with all of our pharmaceutical companies who uh, seemingly go ahead and, and and become an international company by forming some LLC in Ireland to save on taxes. 63% increase in prescription drug prices between now and 2026. And this is the government saying it. So what is it really going to be? 100%? 150% increase, higher spending in Medicare and Medicaid. Listen, it's fine, right? Don't worry. We got plenty of money. <laughs> well, we got plenty of data. Who cares? What the, what's the 5.7 trillion more? How big is this number really going to get? The report also projects a higher share of the population will be uninsured in 2026. The insurance rates forecasted to drop to 89.3% from 91.1%. I don't know. I, again, obviously insuring all this didn't help. Uh, spending in 2017 rose faster than in 2016. 2018, spending is going to rise faster than in 2017. You kind of get the picture. 2019 is going to be higher than 2018. And, uh, yeah. There you go. That was from the, those were the big reports that were out. So we had three uh, big reports 
industrial production, uh, which really showed uh, inflationary signals. Uh, we had also we had two other uh, smaller reports: the New York Fed Manufacturing Index and the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index, uh, and they were mixed. New York Fed was much lower than expected. Philly was a, was higher than expected, but it was, it was all in the devil was in the details. Prices paid uh, spiking in both the both New York and Philly in those reports. Uh, again, kind of leading to this, it looks like we are definitely starting to see the effects of all of the debt. Uh, and really, that's really the big problem. Right? we got to sell it. Right? We can talk about all of the other things that we want, but here, here's the realities. We are, we're going to spend an, uh, an additional $6 trillion dollars. And that's hoping the government's right with their numbers. And you know they're always they're always overly rosy on these proje- projections. Between now and 2026, right? We we we're already going to do somewhere north of 1.2 trillion dollars. Good number on the debt, and and it only goes up from there. And and now you got all of these people out there saying, "Hey, who's going to buy all this stuff?" So far, no one's really stepped up. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is being attacked on both sides of the aisle for rescinding the Obama policy that opened the floodgates to marijuana addiction. Sessions rescinded Obama's command that the Department of Justice ignore federal law against marijuana production and sales, and instead Sessions instructed U.S. attorneys to begin enforcing well-established federal statutes against large-scale cultivation and distribution of marijuana. These federal laws preempt state law, particularly in Colorado and California, where a culture of pot addiction has virtually taken over. Sessions wrote on January 4th, that today's memo on federal marijuana enforcement simply directs all U.S. attorneys to use previously established prosecutorial principles that provide them all the necessary tools to disrupt criminal organizations, tackle the growing drug crisis, and thwart violent crime across our country. That hardly seems controversial, but money talks, and politicians beholden to megadonors went ballistic in response. Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado, who heads the misguided fundraising arm of Republican senators, even took to the Senate floor to rant against Sessions for wanting to enforce the law. Senator Gardner is the same guy who's pushing the agenda of the same mega-donors to enact amnesty for certain illegal aliens, wanted for their cheap labor. Yet every time Gardner opens his mouth, he makes it more difficult for Republicans in Congress to hold on to their majority in the upcoming midterm elections. Billionaire George Soros has been behind the push to legalize marijuana across the country, but now he is joined by billionaires from the right. They are misleading GOP politicians to make the colossal mistake of embracing this leftist agenda item. Starved for money to finance their campaigns for office in 2018, hopeful Republican candidates will feel the pressure to cave in to the pro-pot demands of mega-donors. 
The vast majority of voters reject the legalization of marijuana. Republican candidates for office who go along with the demands of billionaire donors to endorse this pro-pot agenda will see their own candidacies go up in smoke. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Just a a quick update on uh, where we stand as far as uh, gold goes. A huge move in in gold yesterday. Uh, the dollar falling again. So the dollar now uh, back below uh, eighty nine. Matter of fact, right now, 88.75, 88.75, uh, getting really close uh, to the lows that we hit uh, three or four weeks ago. Uh, and like I said, listen, this it's just simple. We're, we're in the in this, another down trough in the dollar cycle, uh, and this has been going on. Uh, for several decades, and, and you know, and it's a slow, drawn-out process that's really been picking up steam as we get closer and closer to the to these debt cycles that are coming to the United States. Uh, and, and I really expect us to hit uh, by, by the time this cycle is over, we will hit new all-time lows on the dollar. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, significantly, significantly higher all-time record high gold prices. Significantly higher. Uh, the the dollar is, is, is we're in we're in between that that rock in a hard place spot because if the economy grows, right, the Fed's got to raise rates even faster. Right? If the economy which blows up the debt even faster, but if the economy doesn't grow as well, then the debts blow up anyway because the tax cuts and all that get even worse. You see, and it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where we're going to have higher rates whether we want them or not. And this is kind of where we're sitting right now. And And by the way, all the GDP estimates now coming way down. Remember, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, they were bragging about the Atlanta, oh, the Atlanta Fed says 5.4% GDP. It was on every idiot channel in the country. Of course, and I told you, listen, that's how the Atlanta Fed always starts that way. It's going to come way back down. It's already down to 3.2, and they got another one coming tomorrow, and it's going to go below 3. But uh, J.P. Morgan, just about everybody has lowered their forecast. J.P. Morgan took it from 3% down to 2.5%, uh, along with pretty much most of the major institutions backing off. And I'm going to say this. If we are only going to get 2.5%, and I don't know that we will or won't, I, I don't know, that's going to be really bad. It'll be really bad because we're still going to have to raise rates 
well, the economy is is going to be piling on debt because we won't get anywhere close to the repayments that we want. And we already know we're having trouble with foreigners showing up to the debt auctions. They're trying to not release data for us to know. But you know, as you can sit here today and you see the dollar in that back into that decline, getting ready here to hit new lows for the year. Gold's getting ready to hit new highs for the year. Uh, and you and you can just tell the the foreigners are not showing up to buy this debt. I mean, they're there. I mean, listen, they're 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 doing kind of what I was explaining the other day. We'll roll over what we've got. Right. If I showed up into the auction and it was whatever, it's a ten-year auction, and let's just say I had five billion rolling off, yeah, I'll re-up the five bill. Right. I'll 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 rebuy them. Right. I'll I'll go ahead and rebuy the five billion. Right. And another country's like, well, I've got a billion. I'll I'll take that. Another guy, oh, I got this two billion. The problem is. The amount of tenure notes that need to be sold are jumping 10, 15, 20%. And at least so far, we're not seeing anybody saying, hey, I'll take more than what I already had. What really could get ugly is if they take less. This is driving up rates. This is pushing down the dollar. And really, when you break it down in simplest terms, and everybody's got to, going to try to give you some explanation as to why. Well, it's this and it's that. And, and you know, we've got tools in the toolkit and, and the tax cuts. And, and, and people are going to have more money in their paychecks any second now. That's coming. Right? All this stuff. Listen. Just think about it in simplest terms. We papered the world in debt. It's everywhere. Trillions and trillions and trillions. And our solution was to misprice it and double it. Right? That was the solution. That was the fix. Right? Let's misprice the debt. And then let's double the amount of it and claim that we fixed it. And now that they fixed it, right? Well, now it's time for it to go back to you know normal. <laughs> well, guess what? Here's what normal means. Normal means the rest of the world's like, hey, wait a minute, you know what? You already doubled it. Now you want to double it again? Yeah. I don't think so. I've already got enough. I don't need any more. Hey, matter of fact, you know what? I'm kind of waiting on the Chinese because I don't really have a lot of that that currency. Maybe I'll have some of that because your currency, every time I turn around, is falling. You know, they, they want to pretend that the dollar didn't fall 10% last year. They want to pretend that the dollar hasn't fallen another 2% so far this year. And all of these countries are like, wait a minute. I keep rolling this debt over, but the dollar keeps falling. I'm not getting a high enough interest rate to offset the fall of the dollar. 
So I'm losing money by rolling this money over. How long do you think they're going to keep doing that? Logically. Forget about everything else. At the end of the day, they're going to say, you know, God, if I would have bought more European debt, or if I would have bought more Chinese debt, I, I would have done better. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to do better. And now you have everybody out there lowering their GDP forecast, which means the size of the debt is going to grow again even bigger. It's it's almost getting to that point where if, if things don't, and granted, listen, this it's only a month's worth of data. And really too much because they went back to December and clobbered it. But if things don't pick up here, I mean, we could be talking about an avalanche in the size of debt issuance. And that's going to create some inflation levels that were, well, really, 10-year note levels we haven't seen in 10-plus in years. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Today I've got another. It's another great opportunity. This is another one of those where, if you have the means, you, you almost have to buy it. You really do. It's that good. Uh, I have AU Saints and Libs. I've got both. You get to pick. Not me. I'm not going to pick. You pick them. Thirteen eighty-five. So the Saints. That would be lower. What fifteen dollars lower than an ungraded raw Saint? AU Saints at thirteen eighty-five. AU Libs at thirteen eighty-five. You remember yesterday when gold was still twelve forty or thirteen forty something? We were running twenty-dollar Liberties at thirteen eighty-five. Of course, those were just the raw ones. Gold up another, what, five, at least five or six dollars from yesterday's show. We're going to go up to the AUs and, and a lot of different dates on the lib side especially, but you get to pick AU, which is almost uncirculated. And you're buying them for, what is that, 30 three dollars or so over spot today uh you pick it au twenty dollar liberties or st gaudens 1385 at 800-951-0592 uh, it's just incredible uh and and just to put it in perspective in 2009 the premium on AU Saints was 35%. Okay? 35%. That would have been my cost over the spot price. Today you're buying them for like 2% over the spot price. AU Saints and or Libs you pick them thirteen eighty five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two to put that in perspective that 
that old premium if the you know the that now that was the high there that that'll put my cost at these at what almost eighteen hundred bucks seventeen hundred and change uh you're paying thirteen that would have been my cost thirteen hundred and eighty five dollars eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two uh, that's the toll-free number. Uh, Rosa Silver Eagles, we're going to leave them right where they're at. Uh, they're at $400 a roll if you're looking on the silver side. Obviously, silver had uh, a big day yesterday. Uh, gold, the same thing. Uh, and today, just kind of consolidating, watching, seeing what's happening. Uh, but here, the pattern is very clear. The dollar uh, is getting ready to break through 88 and down into the 87s. Uh, and it's not going to stop there. Uh, I, I'm actually increasing my dollar forecast, really, by decreasing. Uh, I thought at the beginning of the year the dollar would touch 84 or 85. Uh, it may touch 80 uh, before the end of the year, uh, which would put my gold price at the high end of that forecast. Remember, we're looking for somewhere between 1450 and 1550 uh, on on gold for this year. Over the past few months, U.S. economic statistics had shown some signs of life. Now, let's take out the last few days. I think all of us would agree, up until the last few days, that statement was true. Inflation has picked up in the last month. Then you saw what happened over the last two weeks and still happening, you know, the Dow. Even even right now, the Dow's 1,600 points off its high, 1,700 points off its high. There was massive drops in the stock market, a massive, massive move in the bond market, and a huge jump in interest rates. The modest improvement in U.S. businesses with the economy growing at an acceptable level, but not a robust pace. We're not talking that, really we did, we, we aren't talking about an economy growing at three to 4% GDP. Matter of fact, everybody's, it looks like December's gonna be revised down, right, to let's say two and a half, and, and at least so far this year, the first quarter kinda looks like two and a half. Now that was better than two, but it's not four, is now causing a lot of overreactions in the financial markets. It's going to be leading the Fed to raise interest rates. The stock and bond markets were clearly in a bubble. Listen, this is easy to see now, isn't it, really, when you think about it, really, 2.5% causing this? The bond market looks like it will be the first bubble to burst taking down the stock market. Listen, those two markets are, are really codependent on each other. You can't have, you can't get the bond market blowing up and Wall Street not blowing up with it. They're tied together. Because what the bond market blowing up is really rates keep rising. And listen, they fell. And I think we did this last week, really since 1980. Up until, what, 2016? And that's, what, 36 years of 
falling bond prices. It, it really, I mean, they got, you know, to nothing, right? Fed funds right with zero. I mean, yeah, you're right. We, they, they could go, you know, they could have went negative, but they went to zero. Now we're just seeing the natural side of things, which is you've printed money like crazy. You've doubled all the debts around the world. Now we're going to have to pay for it. The great repricing is here. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the Federal Reserve that did it. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 5-0. Final segment on a Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Yeah. I think it's Thursday, yes. Final segment on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm losing. The sun doesn't come out for a couple of days. Everything's ruined. Uh, depending on where you look, it goes up a couple of dollars or down a couple of dollars. Either way, it's thirteen fifty-two. Uh, silver uh, sixteen seventy-one right now on silver. Uh, the Dow is up about eighty points. So uh, and it's been been as high as up two fifty. I think it got down to about eighty. Just doing what the Dow is going to do. This actually hit the tape last night, and it's worth mentioning. Fannie Mae reported a net fourth quarter loss of $6.5 billion. That means they will draw billions from the U.S. Treasury to pay for the losses. Fannie's losses had a lot to do with the 2017 tax legislation. (laughs) So so I don't know if they do this, but apparently, uh, yeah, the new tax law means we get to pay even more to subsidize housing. Uh, They had to slash the corporate tax rate, making the tax credits it held on its balance sheet worth less. So they had to write down a nine, $9.9 billion. They had revenues of $5.5 billion versus $6.2 billion a year ago. So you're seeing, again, you know, we keep talking about it. Housing, it's falling. I mean, there's less people can afford to buy them. Uh, now, uh, I guess I guess we're going to have to give Fannie $6 billion more. I just, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a, a long-term thing or if that's a one-off. It didn't say here in the article. But either way, uh, Fannie and Freddie, get ready. We're going to have to spend some money to offset the tax cuts that somehow cut into their profits on top of the fact uh, that business that Fannie and Freddie slowed uh, between – 2016 to 2017, and my, my, I'm just guessing, my guess would be with higher rates, it'll slow again in 2018. Uh, today's special, AU $20 Liberties and Saints. You pick them. Listen, if you're gonna, I'm going to make it simple for you. Pick the Saints first. Why? Because they they run together, but if there's a premium on one or the other, it's all, in the lower grades. It's always the Saints. The Libs don't get more expensive. The Liberties don't get more expensive than the Saints until you get into the graded coins, and really from MS sixty three on. And we don't really deal a whole lot with that kind of stuff. But 
you know, the stands can be 10, you know, 5, 10, 15, you know, sometimes $20 more uh, than a Liberty. Most of the time they're pretty close, but that was, so if it was me, same amount of gold, I'll, I'll, I'll take my shot with the one that at least over the last 10 years or so, if there is a premium, uh, it would be in the Saints uh, over the Libs. But it really doesn't matter. I mean, you're you're buying them for like $33 over spot. Does not matter? Probably not. Uh, $20 Saints in Libs, AU grade, $13.85 at 800-951-0592. We got one more show for the week. Hopefully the sun will be out and I'll be better. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your day.